Coming up, I journey to Rome in search of a chief media officer. Hello and welcome to ID.com's Media Snack, episode 77. Um, so, what we decided it was we are approaching the one-year anniversary of the ANA's Media Transparency Report, which was published on the 7th of June in 2016. Um, so for the next kind of six, six, seven episodes, we're going to look at some areas where we think there's been significant change yeah. in the media industry globally, uh, perhaps as a response to that, as we build up to the anniversary of that report. And the focus of our first episode is going to be transparency. Yeah, indeed. Um, and that actually was a, was a key focus from a session that I was involved in at the Festival of Media this week, so we'll share a bit about that. Yeah, and it's going to be a key consideration uh, in light of the Vivendi-Havas merger. Indeed, which was announced this week. So all coming up on today's Media Snack in just the time it takes to eat a sandwich. Okay, uh, so we are we're approaching the one-year anniversary of the ANA's famous or infamous media transparency guidelines published on the 7th of June last year. Yeah. Uh, and building up to that, I think it's a really good opportunity. We said at the time that we thought it was going to ignite the change that the industry needed. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think we've been somewhat correct in that because it has it's driven a lot of change, maybe yeah. not enough in some places. Um, so in the, the coming weeks, we're going to look into some key areas where we think there's been significant change. Yeah. Um, in the year since the report came out. That's right. And I think one thing that is uh, undeniable is that the area of transparency yeah. has been where the greatest focus has been, yeah. right? And uh, relationships between brands and advertisers have had to be far more transparent moving yeah. forward. Yeah. And, and, and that was a discussion that you had with, with Jerry, right? Yes. Jerry D'Angelo. So, so this week was the Festival of Media in Rome, and uh, I had the pleasure of doing a Q&A with uh, Jerry D'Angelo, who is the new global head of media for P&G. Mm -hmm. um, we did an episode just about Jerry a little while back. We called him the $7 billion man. I don't think he's that comfortable being called that anymore um, because he's, you know, acknowledges that he's one component of a big now media operation internally. Um, and uh, obviously, really interesting time to talk to Jerry. Yeah, and it, it, was, it was also, sorry to interrupt you, yeah. it was also kind of unique in that this was his first and only yeah. public speaking uh, appearance. Right? Exactly, so he joined P&G in January. Uh, this, will, I think, will be his only public kind of big stage appearance uh, of the year. So really interesting and a really interesting opportunity to dig into, obviously, this amazing gift that he's been given by his, one of his senior stakeholders, Mark Pritchard, the chief brand officer, uh, which is a very clear action plan for media. So the industry, of course, is now looking to Jerry as you know, their expectation is that he's the person that's going to lead that transformation yeah. or implement that action plan. Um, so that was why you know, this, this session was obviously got a lot of interest because it was the first time that somebody other than Mark had been speaking mm. about the action plan. So for those of us that weren't uh, in the audience and yeah. didn't have the, the privilege of seeing the two of you chat on stage, yeah. what, was the, what was the kind of key theme of, of, his, um, you know, of, of, of his delivery? Yeah, well, the, the session uh, we'd called media transparency, um, but it, it was put into context of some of the things that Mark had said, which was about really the ambition of just achieving better advertising. So the whole, if you've seen 
You've heard us talk a lot about it, and we'll link again if you haven't seen Mark's speeches, have a look. Um, because the, the continuing message that he's been reinforcing, and Jerry did the same, is we want and we aspire to do better advertising. Yeah. Right? We want to find the craft of better advertising, and we want to remove the crap of, mm-hmm. of you know, bad advertising. And what Jerry did this week was reinforce this idea that we are wasting time and money on a non-transparent media supply chain and that we should be using those resources, the time and the money that we're wasting on creating better advertising experiences to grow our brands and raise our reputation uh, with customers. That's the hypothesis of it. Um, So media transparency is is not an end unto itself, but it's it's a desire to get to better standards of advertising across the business. And did you get the impression that that under Jerry's uh, guardianship, they're activating and implementing a lot of the, the, the exactly. themes that... Um, exactly, the, the exactly right. So if you remember, there were five action, the five parts of the action points, which we won't go through again, but you can, mm. we'll link to those again. Um, uh, so what Jerry, can, I asked him this exact question, it's like, are you actually d- really doing this? Like he's yeah. four months into the job, it's just also four months since Mark laid out the action plan. Are you doing this? And he said, yeah, they are activating all parts of the action plan at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're not going through like a checklist. They are implementing it entirely. But it's more than a job for just Mark or just Jerry or even just the media team. It's a it's he made a point of stating how this is a cross functional or requires cross functional uh, participation within P&G. And Mark in the past had talked about setting up these task force, yeah. and that's what Jerry was reiterating. And it, and it covers all parts of the business, not just marketing, but you know, procurement and legal and lots of other different parts of the business. Mm. I've got a, now an insight and coming together to, to implement these, part, these five steps of the action plan. And did he give an indication as to how long this kind of roadmap is going to take? No, I don't think so. I think, not, he didn't mention it this week. I think Mark suggested that 2017 is when they want to implement this stuff. Right. Um, some of it is, is easier than others. The thing that's perhaps trickier is the, the, you know, the agency contracts, making sure they're fully transparent. Mm-hmm. Tackling ad fraud is a nice, big, bold ambition, but that requires, obviously, there's lots and lots of complexity in that. So I think it's going to take a bit of time. Yeah. Um, I think Jerry's going to find he's got a lot to do in the next few years. And, I mean, you see, you know, was he intimidated, do you think, by the, by the magnitude of the the job in hand or I mean how, how is he kind of reacting this yeah. is a it's a big gig right yeah and and um, it's a big challenge that he's being he's being given yeah. and the 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 mark the global marketing community and media community is going to be watching no exactly and I think I, I think he appreciates the enormity of that of that firstly the spotlight yeah. but also the responsibility um, and you know we've known Jerry for a long time you know you could say it's 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 you know he has obviously lots and lots of depth of expertise in media and lots of knowledge, but it, it requires the right kind of person, yeah. really, because you, in that role, you've got to be very pragmatic, you've got to be very assured, and you've got to be uh, very kind of rational to reassure a sometimes jittery marketplace, yeah, right, who true. weren't quite sure how P&G would actually enact lots of Mark's kind of vision. Mm. Um, you know, now there's some reassurance. You've got somebody of kind of like Jerry's got calibre and also yeah. of his temperament to uh, start rolling this out. I think yeah. was it was it was a good moment. I think for the industry to see yeah. this is the guy 
and the team that's going to implement this, this action plan. Do you know, I mean, what I like particularly about it is that it's actually a, a beautiful blueprint for how a chief marketing officer and a chief media officer yeah. can kind of complement each other, yeah. right? So you've got, you've got Mark uh, Pritchard, who is accountable for marketing performance yeah. and spotted an issue and had a clear vision and perspective on how to address that. Yeah. And then essentially he's handed over the baton to uh, somebody within his organization that has the mandate yeah. and the expertise and the capabilities to make those changes happen. Yeah. So you know, when there was a lot of discussion around the, the role of the chief media officer and, and, and how uh, that perhaps would complement or, or conflict with the chief marketing officer, yeah. this is actually the perfect example of how both can work really well together yeah. for the benefit of that organization's kind of media delivery. Yeah, and, that, and that was a, I think that was a key moment. It wasn't something which explicitly <clears throat> we talked about because it's more than obviously just Mark and Jerry. Mm. Um, and also I think Jerry's you know, quite keen to point out he's not technically the chief media officer because that was never his title. He's yeah. now global head of media, or sorry, global media director. Um, but you're exactly right. It showed for any CMOs that were sat in the audience or might kind of pick up on have been picking up on Mark's action plan and they're wondering, you know, how do I implement this kind of thing? What kind of people do I need? You know, how are we gonna do it? I think, you know, you could see, you can see in Jerry as a person and also in his role, like this is the kind of complementary skill set you need as a CMO to be able to to make significant transformation of media and to drive transparency agenda. so you get a good, really good sense of that of that yeah. kind of double act and partnership, I think, to address some of these issues. Yeah. So I mean, it's interesting. I mean, they've, they've pioneered this kind of role. They're, they're championing uh, such a critical uh, set of issues around our industry. Yeah. And um, you know, I mean, Jerry's obviously a very good, safe pair of hands to sort of yeah. be, be given that responsibility. And the, the one thing I should add as well that, that Jerry was keen to reiterate was if you remember in Mark's speeches, there was a very, at the end of every speech, it was a very strong call to action, which was, he used a lot of the words like saying, you know, don't just wait for us to do it, yeah. you know, get involved, this was collective responsibility um, to address some of the issues that he'd laid out. And um, you know, Jerry reiterated that. He was keen to point out that, that you know, as far as he's concerned, P&G are not a self-appointed leader of the industry. They're not saying like, you know, you have to follow us. Mm. There's nothing uh, too obliging about it. But what he did say, he used the words which I thought was a brilliant example was, this is not a spectator sport, yeah. right? So if you have responsibility for media and you have a, then you have a fiduciary duty over that as an investment, mm. then get off the bench and join in and play the game. Mm. Uh, we'll follow them really closely. Absolutely. I think it's going to be incredible. I think the impact of this action plan, and it's going to be fascinating watching Jerry now implement it. Couldn't agree with you more. Continuing on our theme of transparency and change and change. Yep. Uh, the news this week that uh, the merger of Vivendi mm-hmm. Publishing Company yep. uh, and Havas, the marketing communications media agency. Yeah is likely to take place. Yes. Okay. Now, uh, that's raised a whole host of 
interesting questions. Um, the benefits that that merger will bring to clients from a creative and, and content perspective, I yeah. think, are probably quite obvious. Uh, but it also raises the potential question of conflict of interest. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So you've got a media agency and you've got a company that has uh, media owners, Canal Plus, the, yeah. most, the most obvious one in, in France. Yeah. So why is, that, why is that an issue? Well, I mean, in, ideally, you don't want your media inventory, so your media owners, uh, in the same company as the people that are supposed to be buying media on behalf of advertisers, yeah. because that's the accusation that this is a conflict of interest. Um, but, you know, this is a fact of life, really. We live in a, and we work in an industry where, sadly, perhaps at many levels there's conflicts of interest, mm. perhaps through lots of consolidation. This is just further consolidation, but in itself is nothing new. I don't think it's hugely different to, you know, let's just say WPP as an example, who have been making purchases of content businesses for many, many years. I mean, they own big ch chunks of Vice yeah. Media, of Refinery thing, and others. Um, this just happens to be the other way around. It's content perhaps merging with, yeah. with agency. So, uh, is it a conflict? Yes, potentially, but it's just about how it gets managed now. And, and that's what I think is really interesting, because going into this merger, uh, Havas and the new group that this merger is going to create will have to be completely transparent yeah. in the way that they operate. They will have to have a complete open book policy yeah. to neutralize any possible suggestion that there is a conflict of interest. Yeah. And so the principle of transparency <coughs> as part of this arrangement will can be without question. And I think that that is the way that that you know the the, the leadership team uh, will have to approach it. Yeah. There can be no hiding place. There can be no there can be no question mark over uh, you know any transparent issues yeah. within this. And if they get this right, then I think it can really benefit. Yeah, clients. that's the opportunity, isn't it? And, and if we if we ladder this all the way back to where we started today, you know, would Vivendi and Havas be subject to be required to be as transparent about that if it were not for the ANA report of 12 months ago. So if that had not happened, you know, would this maybe just cause a kind of stink but we all then move on? Mm -hmm. I think no, I don't think that would have happened. I think, uh, I think it's different now. Yeah. You know, I think the ANA, you know, Mark Pritchard and now Jerry and others, have, we've now created a, a change in the industry yeah. where uh, you know, a merger of Vivendi and Havas is going to be not only subject to greater scrutiny, Absolutely. but also gives the opportunity for them yeah. to redefine the, the operating model. I so, you know, agree. we would be unsurprised should this group really make a very big play for transparency, if some way to overcome Absolutely. And any they criticism. And they have to do that straight away. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there would be no benefit in this being a gradual process. The, yeah. the transparency and by which that they will operate their clients' money in this new organization has to be upfront and foremost in every conversation that they have. Yeah, yeah. And, and the other interesting part of that deal is you know some of the uh, some of the analyst community have been suggesting, and which I think we agree with, is that this could give Havas Group with Vivendi together the the scale and the momentum and the strategy 
to maybe bid for the IPG group. They would be relatively complementary, at least geographically. Um, so we might see that actually this consolidation triggers further consolidation <coughs> and we end up with a big five uh, agencies in a year's time. We'll, we'll see. It's wow. another, okay. another big bet. There's a prediction. Here we go. Uh, so on that bombshell, uh, that's all for this week. Uh, you know, let's get excited about greater transparency. We're going to keep looking in the rundown to the ANA uh, report over the next few weeks. Um, leave comments below, but thank you very much for watching. Bye for now. Have a good weekend. Oh, you, <laughs> you thought that was it?